I'm Stuart Vonnie. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm John Saucier. Look at this. We're approaching the second half of October already and another day closer to the holiday season. Have you done any shopping yet? The holiday shopping season could be especially difficult for consumers because products are scarce thanks to an ongoing supply chain problem in this country. There are more goods that want to go across the ocean than uh, can actually be moved. And so what's happened is shipping costs uh, have gone up for any given product by a factor of 8 to 10 times versus pre-COVID. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. This coronavirus has had an untold number of unexpected consequences, and we're dealing with one of them right now, a global supply chain crisis. There isn't any one issue causing it, but a perfect storm of multiple issues delaying products getting from manufacturers to retailers to you. So to discuss what's going on, we decided to bring in an expert. He is Ed Anderson, Professor of Information, Risk, and Operations Management and Supply Chain Expert over at the McComb School of Business. That's at the University of Texas in Austin. You don't really think of it, but because people have not been spending so much money on going out to restaurants, shows, theaters, and so on, um, people have actually been taking that money and spending on goods and services. And so what that's done is um, all of a sudden we're in a situation where we have a lot more demand for goods than we normally have. And our factories, and even more so, our transportation systems aren't sized to deal with that. So consumers are buying more products. Um, In addition to that, companies, because of the slowdown in demand initially uh, under COVID, let their inventories deplete. And so now not only are they trying to meet customers' demand, but they're trying to build their inventories up to a level that they're happy with. So, for example, in clothes, uh, inventory levels are about half of what companies, uh, retail companies would like. Um, another issue that's related to this is a lot of demand has shifted to online venues and that has created uh, demand for more trucking. So we need more trucks driving around than we have in the past. And that is actually one of the fundamental root causes of our supply chain disturbances. There are more than one, but one of the biggest ones is we don't have enough trucking capacity. Uh, In particular, what we really don't have are truck drivers. Right. We've heard that over and over during this supply chain crisis, a shortage of truck drivers. So the trucks are out there, but the men and women who drive them are not right now. Again, we are speaking with Ed Anderson, who's a professor of information risk and operations management at the University of Texas in Austin. So transportation with trucking, a big part of the supply chain problem. What about with cargo ships? We've got reports that a number of them are just floating out in the harbor in Los Angeles right now, waiting to get in. Is that also a major factor? Getting those those products off the cargo ships. Yeah, it is. And so it's clo- it's actually closing on to 100 ships that are out in anchor. Uh, in fact, it's so bad that some of the ships are getting pushed beyond 
uh, to a depth where they can't even literally anchor anymore, and they're just floating around. Wow. So, yeah, so the ports are congested, and interestingly enough, the root cause for that, again, is trucking. You wouldn't think it would be so, but it turns out that there is a big chunk of the trucking industry. All they do is move um, containers of cargo out of the port and into nearby warehouses. So most of that movement that you see within a port is actually done by trucks. And they're short-haul trucks, but they're not there. So you're talking about the trucks that take these containers once they're off the ships away from the port, and there's a shortage there also. So that's why there's so many of those cargo boats out there. Well, you said floating, anchorless. Yeah, exactly. Um, So you wouldn't think, you know, not everything in the world is due to a shortage of trucks, but it's probably the biggest problem we have. The other two problems that we have that are a fundamental headache for supply chains is that um, there aren't enough semiconductor chips in the world. And COVID has made this, we already had this problem pre-COVID because uh, the use of AI is really, really semiconductor chip hungry. Uh, More and more things around your house have chips in them and so on. And the plants cost about $10 billion to construct and companies really don't like doing that if they can avoid it. So there's been a shortage and then we go into COVID and all of a sudden people are trying to um, create their home offices so they're ordering more computers. Uh, They're getting bored and so they can't go out and have fun with their friends so what they were doing was they're ordering things like PlayStation 5s and so on. By the way, getting hold of PlayStation 5s is still a nightmare. So there's this global chip shortage. That's a second factor. A third factor that's out there is, um, as you said, there's a shortage of literal shipping, particularly across the uh, Pacific. In fact, it's been slowed down so much. It's taking it's, uh, six weeks that would normally 12 weeks now. And what's really interesting about it is it's actually not, all the ships themselves. A lot of it is those cargo containers that are on the ships, and those are even shorter supply than the ships themselves, which seems odd, but it is reality. Yeah, very odd. And you're talking about the route from China across the Pacific into the United States, which so many of the products that we buy take that route as they make their way to the Port of Los Angeles there. But the fact that the actual shipping containers are in short supply is maybe highlights just how bad of a problem this is at so many different levels. It's not just the trucks, it's the actual containers themselves. Can we you mentioned the PlayStation 5 with the semiconductor chip shortage, that's tough to get. What are some of these other goods, especially things people might want to buy during the holiday season that are going to be in short supply due to the supply chain problem? Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst is going to be toys. So, you know, you have two types of toys out there. You've got the high-end toys like Baby Yoda. Uh, Baby Yoda animatronics talks, at least as much as Baby Yoda can. Right. And it moves, and that's all controlled by chips. So there's a problem there. And then the low-end goods... Um, are made in Asia as well, but they don't have much of a markup, so they can't really afford to 
pay the increased cost of transportation because there are more goods that want to go across the ocean than uh, can actually be moved. And so what's happened is shipping costs uh, have gone up for any given product by a factor of eight to ten times versus pre-COVID. We're speaking with Professor Ed Anderson at the Macomb School of Business at the University of Texas in Austin on a global supply chain issue, which is plaguing the United States very hard right now. We have much more on this topic coming up after this short break. How can people avoid this? We've heard going into the holiday season, you know, buy soon, buy early, buy often. Is there really anything else we can do if we want to go holiday shopping to get some of these goods that are going to be in high demand and low supply? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. So, yes, I am buying early. Uh, The second thing is I'm actually buying backup toys. They may not be perfect for my kids, but they're close enough if I don't get the perfect item for them. Um, Another thing is that, at least for smaller smaller, um, toy outlets, sometimes you can talk to the managers and get them to set aside a product for you for a day or two when it comes in. Um, And then on the... Last part of that is uh, the companies are going to have the most, they're going to have probably, they're still going to have shortages, but they're going to have somewhat fewer are Target and Walmart because they are literally chartering their own ships uh, to cross the Pacific. And they're charting ones that can actually land at ports like uh, Portland, Oregon which uh, average-sized container ships can't. Um, the Portland just doesn't have a deep enough channel for them to land. So are you talking about actually going into the Target and Walmart stores? Because we mentioned earlier in this conversation, part of the problem is so many people buying online and shipping those products from a central warehouse to your house. It's part of this whole supply chain yeah. problem. You actually are saying it's probably going to be better for a, a consumer to go into the store this year? That would be what I'm doing. And the reason for that is because of the shortage of truck drivers that I was mentioning earlier. Um, what's happening is that if you order th- something through FedEx or UPS or heaven help you, the post office, you now FedEx and UPS generally have had really good on time rates traditionally, but they're down to about 70% on time now. So I would tend to go into the store and at least um, eliminate that one part of the problem. So yeah. let's talk about the future then, because if this is going to be the trend where you've got people more, more people buying stuff online, more people using electronics, but we don't have the shipping infrastructure to make it so it's a fast process for a product to get from a factory, particularly one that has a chip in it, to the consumer, what do we need to do over time to alleviate that and to upgrade our supply chain in the United States? Yeah, so there's a number of things we can do. Um, one is have a strategic stock of goods uh, in our supply chains. So, for example, what's been happening for literally decades at this point is all supply chains in whatever product category you want to think about have been leaning themselves out. So that means they've had less inventory in the system. And what's happening to help alleviate some of these problems is that inventories are going to be increased in size so you can weather shocks. Maybe not as big as COVID, but we, we're starting to have, even prior to COVID, we we're having trade disputes and what have you. And so 
what's happening is there's fattening up the supply chains. Second thing is, and this is going to sound odd, but most companies, according to surveys, really, they know who makes parts for them that they put into their final product. But they don't know the companies that make the parts that are assembled into those parts that they purchase. So they may know who their tier one suppliers are, but they don't know who their tier two suppliers. And so there's a lot of work on mapping out supply chains in the future to understand where those weaknesses are. And then the third thing is, and this is happening, interesting enough, in the garment industry, of all things, is that there is movement towards bringing assembly and manufacturing, which had all been concentrated in Asia, and some circumstances actually within one plant, for example, in China for generic pharmaceuticals, and spread that out, um, in particular bringing some stuff back to North America perhaps Mexico, perhaps the U.S., perhaps Canada, depending. And Europe is doing some of the same thing. And that creates a lot more resiliency. So, for example, we wouldn't have to, if we produce things more locally, we wouldn't have to deal with the fact that uh, we have, um, have issues with shipping across the Pacific. Also, other things, for example, uh, Toyota number... Uh, Part of the reason they have a chip shortage, which I did not mention, is that there was, some, there was a fire in a big plant in Asia that made chips. Uh, so if we had that inside the United States, there'd be some more redundancy than there is now. Ed Anderson, professor of information, risk operations management, and a supply chain expert, if you can't tell by now, over at the University of Texas in Austin. Professor Anderson, we appreciate your time, and moreover, we appreciate your insight, and I hope it's not too early for me to wish you and your family happy holidays, because I know you're working on that holiday shopping there, so why not, right? No, I appreciate it, and thank you so much for having me, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.